Hi, this is Terry Dismore, and you're listening to the Quiz the Diz podcast. Terry brings years of experience in consulting, management, leadership, and life. In this podcast, Terry answers questions about these topics, bringing wisdom from a kingdom perspective. Our website is quizthediz.com. Now here's the Diz. Well, this week I'm going to turn the tables on you just a little bit and ask you a question. What happens if you get fired? Oh, I'll tell you, nobody likes to get fired, but most everybody goes through it at least once in their life. And sometimes that firing experience makes the course of your life take a whole different direction. Sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad. Well, what I want to do before the end of the podcast today is give you a few ways to handle getting fired and what not to do and a couple of things to do. So let me tell you a little bit about my story. And I've been working since I was 16 years old. I'm, as of the recording of this podcast, 59. So that's like 12 years. It's quite a while. Let me tell you that right now. So what is that? 43 years I've been working. And in that 43 years, I've been fired six times. Yike. Now you're thinking, you're good every seven years. No, that's not what happened. Um, I wasn't planning it. Let's just put it that way. So here's what happened in my career. The first time that I got fired was in my second job. My first job was a radio station. I loved it. Had a great time. Second job was at a bank. And I started out at the bank as a courier. And I would carry paper from branch to branch, you know, loan documents or checks or deposits from branch to branch. And then occasionally I'd carry money. I remember one time the bank president walked out with what they call a brick of money. A brick of $20 bills is eighty thousand dollars. I had that in the back of my 1976 Plymouth Valiant slant six, three on the tree. It was a babe magnet. Let me tell you. Well, what it didn't do is attract much attention. So I think that the bank president kind of liked it that I had kind of a bland car because he would send me out with big dollars in my car. That would never happen today, but it did back then. So anyway, I got promoted from that into the bookkeeping department. And that was interesting. I learned a lot about computers there. I learned a lot about what credits and debits, how loans worked, how um, deposits worked, that checking accounts are considered a liability to a bank, not an asset. Loans are considered an asset and not a liability. I mean, I, you know, I didn't understand any of that while I was there. Then I got promoted to loan officer. Now, that sounded really good at the time, and everybody's really proud, and I had my own office. I got to wear a jacket and a tie to the uh, office every day. It was awesome, sort of, except the main job that I had as the junior loan officer was making phone calls to collect, and I hated it, hated it. So instead of getting over that, instead of having some guidance on how to get over that, eventually that led to my first firing because I wasn't doing it. I wasn't collecting the money and the collections were going up and the other officers were having to do it. And I really wasn't doing anything. Well, that was pretty self-explanatory. The next time I got fired was about 15 years later and I was working for a Christian radio station. Now, the rest of the firings that I will talk to you about that I've gone through have been from Christian run organizations. And there's a reason for that. I'll share that with you here in just a minute. So, this radio station was, we were doing okay, but we'd had a change in management. And I think the guy that took over was just not sure that I was going to let him run the place. And I was. He'd been there a little longer than I had. 
and uh, had hired me, as a matter of fact, and I think he was just afraid that I wasn't going to do, um, wasn't going to listen to him. So he let me go. And about a year and a half later, I got hired back. Now, one of the things that happened, though, is the day that I got fired, I went to another radio station in town where I was already doing some part-time work and went on there practically full-time. And I worked there for a year and a half. And then the other station called me back, wanted me to come back to work. And I went back to work and was on the air there for about another year and a half, two years. And then I came, I got fired again. And that time was because I got angry in a staff meeting and, um, I lost my temper and I didn't throw anything or hurt anybody or anything like that, or even yell hardly, but organizations and especially Christian organizations do not like confrontation. They don't like anger. They don't think it's good. And I'm going to do a podcast about confrontation, why it's actually beneficial to everybody involved, uh, at a later date. But let's just suffice to say that I got fired. So I came to work up here at a radio station, and in 2001, I'd been there about two years, in 2001, I got fired. I don't know why. I really don't. There was a vote taken. I know that much. And a friend of mine that was on the board said, well, it wasn't even close. Well, that's always encouraging. <laughs> but there was no reason for it that I know of today. So I went to work for a television station. And on one particular Monday, I had a tremendous review. I'd been there about six or eight months. They'd given me a goal of raising an extra $100,000 for the television station. By the time I'd been there a year, I'd already done that. I mean, I was doing pretty well. And that was on Monday. Really good review. That Friday, the boss called me in and said, you know, it's just not working out. We're going to have to let you go. What? I I just had a... Yeah, yeah, we're just we're going to let you go. And I think they gave me, like the other radio station did, they gave me a pretty good little severance check, but there's no reason. That's what scares you is when you get fired for no reason. You don't know what it is. So the third time I got let go that year, that was 2001, was because of 9-11. And I was doing some consulting work. I had found out some problems in the management there, but ostensibly I got let go because they ran out of money after 9-11. And then I was scared. I didn't know what to do. And I just stopped. Now, that's not good. And I'm going to tell you what to not do in a few minutes. And one of the things to not do is stop. It's not wrong to take a moment. It's wrong to just stop and to be afraid. You know, fear has to do with punishment. That's what the Bible says about it. And I wasn't being punished. There were things going on that I didn't know. And I finally went to my mentor. I have a great mentor. His name is Olin Hendricks. And Olin and I don't get to talk much anymore, but we were together a lot in that era. And I went to him and I'm like, what the heck, Olin? Why do I keep getting fired? And he goes, I know exactly why you keep getting fired. And I'm like, oh, is it some big character flaw? Is there something wrong with me mentally? Now, you can answer yes or no to all of those things, but Olin was very kind about it. And he goes, no, I'll tell you what happened. My observation is that most of these Christian ministries that you've worked for and most small ministries are done in order to do something for God, that the owner or the founder has a need to do something for God. He thinks that's what God wants. In your case, you want to do something with God. Somebody doing something for God and somebody doing something with him are usually diametrically opposed. And that's why you keep losing your job. Oh, 
okay, what do I do about it? And he said, well, I wouldn't change anything. Just know that going in. And as a matter of fact, a few years later, I had an opportunity to run another radio station. And I went in, and they didn't know what they wanted to do, but they were doing it for God. Well, lost that job too. Lost it pretty quickly, as a matter of fact, because I went in wanting to do something with God. I saw a bigger picture. And those things are diametrically opposed. And here's the problem with that. One cannot stand the other. Just as much as I don't understand people that don't have vision, I've talked about that on the podcast before, most people that want to do something for God don't understand people that have vision that's beyond doing something for him. So now I've lost my job. This We're going back to 2001. I've lost my job third time in a year. I have a house payment. I have two car payments. You know, just normal stuff. Uh, probably had a credit card at the time. I don't remember. It wasn't a tremendous amount of debt, but it was some debt. And I, I got scared and I quit. I just, I didn't know what to do. Now, Nay tells me, that's my wife, Nay tells me, you never quit working altogether. And I don't remember that, but I just kind of panicked. And after a year and a half, we'd lost our house. We had lost one of our cars. We'd lost several other things. And part of what we'd lost was my self-respect. So I didn't know what to do, and I was scared. And that was a period of time early in 2003 when everything was kind of done. Somebody sent me down and said, you think God did all this to you, don't you? And I'm like, yeah, I do. I think he did it to teach me a lesson. And he said, well, let me ask you this question. Why would you serve a God like that? Why would you like to be, if, as a fa- and I'm not a father, but he said, as a father, I would never break my kid's arm to teach him a lesson. God's not going to hurt you to teach you a lesson. Now, some of you listening to this today is like, well, of course he would. Well, not the God I serve. The God I serve is everything that comes from him is good. Everything that comes from the enemy is bad. So I'm not saying bad things don't happen. I'm saying that God doesn't cause them, and he will give us a way out of it. And so when I got fired for the third time that year, what I should have done and what I would do now if it had happened was say, okay, Lord, what am I missing? And where do I go from here? What's the next step? But I didn't do that, and we lost all that. And so it was shortly after I said, Lord, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know what I'm missing, that I started doing what I do now and have done for about 18 years, and that is helping people find money. And that's what I do with car dealerships, and and I help people find purpose and direction. That's what I do with Prosper Leadership. So let me tell you some things that I would encourage you to do if you get fired. Okay, first of all, take a moment. Now, the day that you get fired is not going to be a good day. The day that I got fired from the radio station, the first radio station here in Columbus that I got fired from, the uh, chairman of the board came in that morning and closed the door. And she said, I did not vote for this. I think it's a huge mistake. When you're done packing, my husband and I are going to take you and your wife out for lunch and we're going to stay with you the whole day and if you want to throw things and you want to cuss and you want to be upset that's fine do you know that that woman and her husband are our pastors today and it's because of that because i could trust them to know that occasionally things aren't going to go your way she wasn't happy about me getting fired and she came alongside of me and let me take a moment that day that was a good thing because when you take a moment you can kind of clear your head and go okay what did i do And if it's not you, somebody will help you find that out. 
Either your spouse will help you find that out if it's not you. Uh, If it is you, they'll especially help you find it out. But my point is, you've got to find out, first of all, what happened. And sometimes you're not going to be able to. It's just not going to happen. So you have to reassess your priorities and go, okay, is there something I did to cause this? That's the first thing. So take a moment. Second thing is, kind of goes along with it, don't panic. Okay, a lot of people panic, and they'll jump into some job that they hate just so they've got income. Well, first of all, in today's society, the way we have things set up today, typically there's some help out there. But even with that, you're probably not going to be out of money right away. As a matter of fact, did you know that if you've got a problem with your house payment or your car payment, the best thing to do is call and tell them, hey, listen, I've got a house or a car that I'm going to have trouble paying for. I don't know how long it'll last, but I've been released from a job. What can we work out? Having worked in a bank and having gone through this before, I now know that the last thing that the bank wants is to take that asset back. Generally, they're probably sometimes that they want to, but if you've been honest with them, you've been straight up with them, they're going to make a whole lot more money letting you stay in your house and pay your payments than they are by taking it back and going through the foreclosure process and selling the house at a loss and hoping that they can get the next mortgage. Uh, chances are they can't. So they don't want you to lose your house and they'll do everything they can to keep you from losing your house. The second thing is on car payments. At the time that I lost my job three times in a year, I had two car payments. Well, I didn't call anybody. And then when I did, I, did, I wasn't able to make payments. So I didn't know what to do. And I was in, I was scared and all this kind of stuff. So I wound up losing them. You know, I think I said earlier that I lost two cars. I only lost one because the other, I finally was like, oh, that's what I need to do. Yeah, that's all you need to do. So one left and one got to stay, which was very fortunate and very thankful for that because otherwise I didn't know how we were going to get around. And the other things, you just make phone calls. You tell them what's going on. You be very honest with them. One other thing, you don't have to answer every phone call. So a lot of people are be on the phone every other week going, Uh, you know, this is what's going on. This is what's going on. From experience, I will tell you that it's best to not put yourself in that stress every week. And some people will put themselves in that stress every day. Tell them what you're going to do, tell them what you need, and then negotiate it and leave it alone. Step away from it. Don't try to explain yourself every week. Their job is to continue to hound you. Your job is to make sure you get in a position to pay it eventually, but it's not to worry about it every day. So don't panic. Another thing to do is let your network know that you're out of work. Now, that's not so they'll take care of you. That's so that they'll, oh, I know where there's a job, or I know where this is, or man, you're really good at this. Why don't you come over and work for us? That'll happen more often than you know. As a matter of fact, on every job that I've had so far, so far, almost every one of them have been because of somebody I knew. I think there have been a couple of times that I've made an application, but my first job was my English teacher. She, She suggested me. Second job was a friend of mine that was working at that bank. He suggested me. Third job I applied for on my own. That didn't go so well. Fourth job, it just keeps going the same way. It's somebody that you know. So keep that line of communication. Do not hibernate. Do not panic. Let your network know. And the final thing I'll say, and this is really important, dream a little bit. You know what happens when you get scared? Sometimes you're afraid to dream. But that's exactly when the Lord can change things for you. When things look the darkest, 
is when you can expect the most light. So keep in mind that it's important to dream. doesn't mean to sit around on your couch eating bonbons every day. It means dream a little bit. Ask God who he thinks you are. Ask your friends who they think you are. You'll be surprised at how encouraging a network of friends can be when you're out of work. You're not going to be out of work forever. So don't panic. Take a moment. Let your network know and dream a little bit. Those are the things that you need to do in order to survive getting fired. Well, next week, we're going to talk about confrontation. Ooh, that's a big one. And I mentioned it earlier. People don't like to confront things, but you know where the victory is? The victory always comes from confrontation. So let me ask you to do me a favor. Would you subscribe to our podcast, wherever you get your podcast, whether it's at Apple or Podcast Addict or wherever you get it, share the podcast, tell a friend about it if you would, rate and review our podcast, share the podcast on Facebook, we're right there under Quiz That Is, call with a question at some time, 614-382-2582, 614-382-2582, or you can write me at terry at quizthatis.com. Have a great week. The Quiz the Diz podcast is produced by Prosper Leadership. Our website is quizthediz.com or you can reach us at 614-382-2582. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe and let your friends know about Quiz the Diz. Quiz the Diz.